Hello, Navigators. How's everybody doing this week? Oh, man. What a week it has been. I just got back from California. Whew, what a trip. Um, First of all, let me give some birthday shout-outs. I've got a couple birthdays, 29th and the 30th, so we'll give a shout-out to Melissa and Lisa and the two Mikes. <laughs> Happy birthday, y'all. I hope it is a wonderful day for you and that uh, you get spoiled rotten. Nah, you know, well, except the mic that's kind of a tool bag, you know, uh, you, you can have a happy birthday, but you don't need to be spoiled. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's see what else is going on. <sighs> we have found out that Garmin needs surgery October 17th. Um, he's got two lumps that are just fatty tumors that aren't, you know, they're nothing serious, but they're big and they're kind of in the way. One is about the size of a golf ball and it's right around his throat. And then the other one is about the size of a large grape and it's on his stomach right below his rib cage. And so they're going to remove those because they're really in the way and kind of, you know, I feel bad putting the harness on him and he's got that lump there, you know, and the strap goes right there on his belly. They don't hurt him. They're not painful, but definitely need to be removed. And so that's going to happen. So I'm definitely a little stressed out. You know, anytime you put a dog under anesthesia, it's, you know, it's really hard on them. And the older they get, the harder it is. And, you know, he's, over six years old now and he snores like a freight train so I don't know if he's got breathing problems or what that'll be a problem so <sighs> I am a little anxious so prayers and well wishes are much appreciated and I will definitely keep you all posted on how it goes um, on a brighter note if you want to see video of my paragliding adventure uh, check out my social media, which I'll give to you at the end of the episode. Um, I don't know why people wouldn't want to do this. It's just the most amazing free feeling in the world. It just, it's amazing. Um, I couldn't get my daughter to do it. She was chicken, but that's okay. You know, whatever to each his own. But you know how they say that once you get one tattoo, you're going to be addicted and you're going to get more and more and more. Well, that is true. And I now have 13 tattoos. But it is also true with paragliding. Um, once you do it, you're, it's just, it's so amazing. You're just going to want to keep doing it, <laughs> go again and again and again. And so if any of you California listeners are into adventure, I highly recommend going to the Torrey Pines Glider Port and doing some paragliding. Um, I always fly with this guy named Alex. He's super cool, but all the people there are nice and super friendly and it is just a blast. So I highly recommend it. Okay. So let's see the last couple of weeks I've been talking about the grocery stores and how I've been running to, into the issues with the dogs and, um, I've been discussing the Americans with disabilities act and how it pertains to service dogs in grocery stores and you know, food establishments. And I, you know, found it very interesting. If you want to listen to last week's episode, you can, 
because um, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, obviously, but I found it very interesting that there were some food service places and grocery store places that said they were pet friendly and others that said absolutely not because it's against health code violations, only service dogs. And so I find it interesting how these companies are able to just not care about what the law is and just, you know, and the thing is a lot of these managers, Walmart, for example, the managers get bonuses based on the sales. And so if you've got five people of the a day in a store that want to bring some random dog in you, they don't want to lose those sales. So they're not going to turn them away because they could be potentially big sales. And so they don't, they, they just don't follow the rules and people just don't care. And that's the problem. And that's really what it boils down to is that people just really don't care. And, you know, and that's unfortunate because they don't think about how it affects other people. You know, the people that legitimately need these dogs, you know, I, we, we did a jet boat when we were in San Diego over the weekend and I had Garmin with me. We had somebody that was going to take him or keep him on land while we were on the boat. But the lady kept asking me, are you going? Yeah, I'm going. And she's like, uh, um, I, I, um, like she was confused and I knew exactly what she meant. I said, the dog is not going. I'm going. Oh, oh, okay. That, okay. Now, why didn't you just ask me that? Why didn't you just say that? You know, I, I would not expect this to be something that they allow even a service dog on. We got soaking wet and, you know, there would be a chance he got sick even. So, um, all she has, like, why did she have to say it like that? Are you going? Either she was concerned about the dog or she thought that I shouldn't get to enjoy myself because I'm blind. Either way is fairly offensive based on how she approached me. Anyways, so today I'm going to kind of, I haven't had to deal with it in such a long time. Thank goodness, because David pretty much drive, drives me anywhere I need to go between David and Bianca. I am very, very fortunate now. Um, but I want to talk about uh, service dogs and um, ride shares and transportation. I haven't told any of those stories in a while, so I've got quite a few new listeners. I might, you know, give them a little bit of entertainment for today. Don't mind the dog snoring in the background. Like I said, he snores like a freight train. Um, so when I had my first dog, we worked from 2008 to 2013. And there was not at that time, Uber and Lyft and, you know, these ride shares. There wasn't Instacart. There wasn't any of that stuff. Um, it came shortly after, but there, it wasn't there in 2013 when I retired garment, uh, Carbon. And so when I got Garmin, even in class, they talked about ride shares and, and, you know, buses and paratransit and things like that. And I hadn't even thought about how I was going to deal with that because I was at that point 
taking Uber and Lyft quite a bit. Usually, I mean, almost always under Justin's account because I just didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like using it. It was hard on my eyes and my phone didn't cooperate a lot. So the phone, actually the phone I had back then was a Blackberry before it became Android. And so I couldn't use Uber or Lyft. Um, it just, they were apps that just didn't work on, on the Blackberry at that time. Now keep in mind, this is like 2016, you know, so it, it was still a little new for me at least. Um, and so I, I ended up learning, uh, about the ride shares and, and wow, dude, this is why I sleep with earplugs. Just saying. Um, so my first experience when I got home was interesting. Uh, we had to take a, a lift home and it was a girl in an SUV and I don't know what my dog was thinking, but he just decided to get up on the back seat instead of on the floor. And I'm like, no, 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 get down, get down, get down. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Get down, get down. And the girl was like, it's totally fine. Like I have dogs. It's fine. They ride on the seats all the time. It's not a big deal. Just that's no, it's totally fine. Just leave them there. And I was like, well, that's cool. Maybe this won't be so bad, right? Yeah, I was wrong. So, as I said, I was mostly using Justin's account. And we ordered a ride to go somewhere one day. And, you know, us as the consumer aren't thinking anything other than the fact that we know because we read their policies, um, all drivers are required to take ADA training and training on service animals, and they are required to allow them in the cars and, you know, all this. We read the whole policy. And so I thought, okay, you know, it's not going to be an issue, right? Because the drivers know, right? <sighs> The first guy, this guy pulls up and his license plate is literally Uber God. And I just wanted to puke. I was like, really, dude? Oh my gosh. And he had some little blue sports car looking thing. And he was not having the dog in the car, not having it. And, uh, he's like, no, this is my car and I can determine who and what rides in my car. And Justin was like, uh, bro you signed the agreement when you signed up to be an Uber driver, you checked all the little boxes that agreed to all these little things. And one of them is that you have to allow service animals. And I will tell you right now that these drivers do not like to be told that. Okay. So just keep that in your back pocket. If you ever have a dog, a guide dog, and you're trying to get an Uber, they do not like to be told that. And so this guy's just like, don't you effing tell me what I effing have to do. This is my car and I ain't letting a dog in it. Blah, 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 whatever. So he's Justin, you know, they're arguing back and forth and, and, uh, Justin says, fine. I hope you really enjoyed working for Uber cause you're about to get fired. And so we made a complaint 
and uh, it it was actually surprising. They they called Justin and took the whole complaint and and everything, and then they said they would keep us updated on the outcome, and they never did. So whatever. And we had, you know, it was kind of hit or miss as to whether we would run into an issue or not. And so I decided that I was just going to try and avoid the whole thing. Uh, I don't remember. I, th I think I had, I don't remember exactly, but we, we ended up, we started to send the drivers a message. Hey, just FYI, I'm blind. I'm traveling with a service dog. I've got a blanket to lay on the floor for him. You know, please scoot up the front seat to give him a little bit more room. You know, just a heads up. Uh, either we would get back like an okay or a thumbs up or whatever, or the driver would cancel the ride. <laughs> well, we couldn't really call and report that because the ride is canceled. So there's no record of it, right? Once you complete the ride, you've got the driver's, you know, information and, you know, the driver's, uh, name and driver's license number and all that, not driver's license, number, license plate number. But if the ride's canceled beforehand, you don't have any of that. And so there was nothing we could do. We just kept having all these rides cancel on us. And then one time we sent the message and we didn't get anything back. And this lady shows up and she just says, that dog's not getting in my car. And it was, it was a lady. I, I don't know where she had, she was from somewhere in Africa. And I could tell she was afraid. And, and I believe me, I understand that. But not only was she mean and nasty about it, but we also had sent her the message. So why did you make us wait 20 minutes come, for you to come all the way out here to cancel the ride on us so that we now have to wait 20 more minutes for another ride? It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's the whole point of sending the message because once you see the message, we know you're going to cancel the ride. We can get another one right away. It saves us time. You just wasted your own time and now you're not even going to let us, you're not even going to take the ride. That's dumb. You know, I tried to assure her he's friendly. He's a service dog. He's just going to lay down in the back seat. Nope. She was not having any part of it. So we had to wait. We had to wait. We just had to wait. We had to order another one and wait. And it, it was still hit or miss. And I don't understand that. Because I've, I've talked to several Uber drivers who have said, because she tried to say she didn't see the message. But we've had several Uber drivers tell us that, you know, when we send the message, it instantly, it reads it to them in their, through their GPS. It says something like, writer sent message, and then it reads the message. So there's no way that she didn't know. So... I just don't know what happened there. Um, you know, but we run into these frustrations and these, if you're trying to get somewhere on a time, like on a schedule, it's completely impossible when you're blind. It's completely impossible because you either have to deal with stuff like this or you deal with the bus that is 
the roundabout way, talk about taking the scenic route. You have to t- it would take me two buses and over an hour and a half to go about eight miles to my work. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But then the other option is, of course, paratransit, dial a ride. Oh boy, do I got dial a ride stories. You know, the problem is there's not enough drivers. And the worst problem is there's not enough drivers that, that give a crap. People that do these jobs need to be people that actually give a crap about other people. Even the dispatchers and the schedulers, it doesn't matter. Because what they do to us is so ridiculous, it's not even funny. Their policy is basically, as long as we get you there in the same amount of time that it would take you to get there on the bus, we're good. That's a ridiculous policy, first of all. Um, now, I understand the, the whole ride share. You're going to pick me up. You may have to drop off or pick up other people along the way. I am totally good with that. But let me describe to you my route to work. My work is one mile east and seven miles south of me. I not only have to get picked up an hour and a half before the time I'm actually supposed to be there. So when I was working at nine, I had to be picked up around between seven and seven 30 because they give you a half an hour window. Um, I would go, there were days I was late. How about that? Can you believe that? There were days I would go into downtown Phoenix, which is probably 15 miles away. And then come all the way back and get taken to work. Um, I've been taken out to a town that's called Avondale, which is about, well, 15 miles in the other direction. I mean, Phoenix is at least south. It's, it's south, yeah. But it's way, you know, the city, downtown Phoenix is way east. It's southeast of me. And then Avondale is southwest of me but they would take me all these places in like a big triangle and try to say it's on the way, but it's, it's ridiculous. And it's simply because there's not enough drivers. And, you know, there was one day I was on there and the guy already had two people he needed to drop off. He was late picking me up and he was very frazzled. And he was like, you know, I can only do what I can do and blah, 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 blah. And, It's like, oh my gosh. So he calls into dispatch and he tells dispatch, look, I can't take all these people. You're going to have to take somebody off of my schedule because I can't, nobody's going to be on time. And so the dispatch says, okay, cancel this pickup and, you know, take this drop off and this drop off. And then, you know, your nine o'clock will just be late, but that's okay. And I was like, now, mind you, this is going all over the, you know, the radio. And I'm like, what do you mean? But no, she goes, but that's fine. I said, no, that's not fine. I'm going to be late to work. Why is that fine? And the driver was like, 
he was mad. He was like, they just don't care. They don't care. They don't care if you're late. They don't care. You, you get to an appointment 20 minutes late, right? They cancel you because here they'll just cancel your appointment. I'm sorry. You're late. Sorry. And then you still have to wait another hour and a half to two hours for your ride to come back and get you. And so you're sitting at the doctor's office. It's ridiculous. The whole system is ridiculous. And you know, we're really a company like where I worked that has the majority of their workforce being visually impaired. I feel like companies like that should have their own van pool system and maybe just take people as, as volunteers to drive it like once a month, every month you drive the van pool. And then the next month you drive the van pool, you know, businesses can get government grants for that kind of stuff. It would make lives so much easier. You know, there's nothing worse than getting off work at 3.30 and sitting outside where it's 112 waiting for your bus that is now an hour late. It's terrible. There's just no, you know, and I get it. I chose to move to Arizona. So don't any of you give me any of that garbage. Yes, I chose to move to Arizona. You are absolutely right. And I am now choosing to leave. So there you have it. But it just, it's asinine. And companies, they don't care. And these, these rideshare people need to understand what they are signing. I've got a cousin that drives both for Uber and Lyft. And she's told me, we, we get training on that. Like the drivers know, they know, they just don't care. Because again, with only 2% of the blind population using guide dogs, I'm sure that their thinking is this is never going to be an issue for me. Somebody's going to come and try and bring their pet and I'm just going to tell them no, because an actual blind person couldn't actually really possibly come along. Right. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's not like we're the abominable snowman. We really do exist, you know, and we really do need to get around. We don't just sit in our houses, you know, locked away to die. That's, you know, Many of us enjoy our freedom and we enjoy traveling. I love to travel. I love to travel. I love to go places. But when it takes me an hour and a half just to get to the stupid nail salon, that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. And it just shouldn't be that way. And it's because people just don't think that we are important enough. We just don't matter. And that's a shame. That is a shame. We now have to let the tranny man into our women's bathroom, but we don't have to enforce the rules that apply only for blind or disabled people. I, I just don't understand it. it. This world is going to hell in a handbasket. I am telling y'all, if you are not right with Jesus, it is, you better get right with Jesus because he is coming back. This, this world is, we're, we're done, man. It's, it's sad. You know, the loudest people are the ones that are getting all the rights and all the laws and all of this and everybody else is just getting squashed and it's just not right. And, and disabled people are getting screwed over every step of the way and it's unfair 
And, you know, we are not a third world country. I, we should not, blind people should not have to be stressed out about what's going to happen and how they're going to get a ride somewhere. That's just not right. And I understand. So here in Phoenix, they're testing the new Waymo driverless vehicles. You can bet dollars to donuts. I'm going to be in those test vehicles because it's stress-free. I don't have to worry about the driver griping at me about my dog. I just don't. I had one, one dial ride driver was like, you better keep your dog restrained back there. Like, shut up. What do you mean I better keep my dog restrained? You act like he's a, a spazoid chihuahua terrier or something running all, running amok. It's just ridiculous. And then of course you have the others like the bus drivers and such that when they see him get on the bus and just get right under the seat, they say, now that is a service animal because they know they see the stupid dogs and the people that people try and bring on there. I had one driver, I was in the front seat right behind the driver. And so as soon as you got to the bus door, you could see Garmin because Garmin was under the seat and this dude's dog just started just lighting it up. Bus driver's like, you ain't bringing that dog on this bus. And no, this is my service dog. That is not no damn service dog. You ain't bringing that dog on this bus. You better back up. I'm going to close this door right in your face. And he sure did. And I was like, yes, yes. That was like so awesome. You know, that's not a freaking service dog. If your service dog is causing anxiety, it's not a service dog. If your emotional support dog is stressing you out because they're barking at another dog, they're not causing you to have emotional support. Y'all got it twisted. And again, I'm going to say, if you see those ads where they're selling vests and certificates saying we will certify your dog, send us 50 bucks, y'all are getting scammed. And if you continue to send them the money after you have heard this, then you're a fool because they're not legit. They're not legal. You've wasted your money and you have zero rights and zero protection. And all you're doing is making my life and the lives of my peers harder. And we don't appreciate it. So stop it. Just stop the nonsense. Stop being so selfish about your stupid car. I bring a blanket for the dog. It costs a buck 25 to go get a lint roller from the dollar store. You can get a little lint roller and roll the rest of the stupid hair up. Quit being a big damn baby. And I know part of it is that people, the Karens of the world will get in the car and be like, oh my gosh, there's a dog hair. Oh my gosh, the car is not clean. There's a dog hair on the seat. I can't sit on it. And you know, they're like that. And I, I understand why these drivers, they want to avoid that. I get it, but knock it off. Man up. Uh, do what you signed your agreement to do. And stop being a dirtbag and making my life more difficult. Please and thank you. Jeez. All right. That's enough of that. Social media. Navigating Life with Laura and Garmin on Facebook, LinkedIn, and WhatsApp. At Garmin Navigates on Twitter. You can check out the video of me paragliding. You can also check out the pictures. Um, you can choose one of three pictures for a water bottle or a coffee mug. Great Christmas gifts. 
Um, if you order by November 20th, I can make sure to get them to you by Christmas. I'm going to order a couple and I will post pictures of what they look like completed. I'm going to get them done and hopefully they come out right. This is a first for me. So fingers crossed. Maybe that's why nobody's ordering them so far. <laughs> also, um, my book, you can't even begin to imagine gaining strength while losing my sight. If you have already purchased and read it, please, please, please go on Amazon and do a rate and a review. Don't be concerned about the one star that I have. That is an X that is bent and he can continue to be bent. I'm fine with that. Uh, but I would appreciate your rates and your reviews on the book as well as the podcast. And if you do still want a autographed copy of my book, send me a direct message or an email to garmannavigates at outlook.com. You can also do the same for ordering the coffee mug or water bottle. Water bottle. <laughs> my mouth is tired of talking, apparently. <laughs> water bottle. All right, y'all. Until next week. Walk by faith, not by sight. Please, please, please hand out blessings instead of burdens and com compliments instead of complaints. It'll change your world, I'm telling you. Trust me. All right, y'all. Till next week. Toodles. <laughs>